Well, praise God. I'm going to talk to you today about healing at the communion table. Amen. And I, I, don't, I normally preach a healing message on the first Wednesday of each month. But uh, some of you guys don't make it out on Wednesdays, and you might need to hear a, a healing message on Sunday morning. Amen. How many people could stand to walk in more health? Amen. Or are you walking in enough health? Amen. And I'm telling you, God, uh, God is good. You know, the Bible says that all, like I said earlier, and I say very quite often that, and James actually says this, that all good gifts comes from God from above. So would you say healing is a good gift? Amen. Amen. And so God wants us walking in health and healing. And, uh, you know, I really believe this, that I believe that, that God loves healing, but I believe that God hates sickness. I believe that and that and some denominations, unfortunately, uh, will preach that sickness it can be a gift from God. Has anybody ever heard that before? That sickness can be a gift from God. Last time I checked my Bible, sickness is a curse. Amen. It's not a blessing. And it was it was considered a curse in the Old Testament. And I believe it's considered a curse in the New Testament. So sickness is not a blessing. Some say, well, yeah, pastor, but, you know, if I get sick, you know, I can turn to God. And, uh, you know, that sickness will cause me to look at God and I'll get closer to God. But it could also cause you to turn from God and shake your fist at God and curse God and die. You know, so it could be it could cause you to go the other way, too. Amen. Get bitter and towards God. And a lot of people that get sick, a lot of times when we, we get sick and we're not recovering quickly a lot of times we blame God for our sickness and we don't want to look at your neighbor and say don't blame God. Don't blame God amen so really it's you know we have to really look to ourselves and so we're talking about the communion table I'm going to say this that God has provided many ways for us to be healed in the body of Christ there's more than one way to skin a cat no I'm kidding but there's more than one way to receive healing Amen. I, I've never skinned a cat before, but, um, but uh, there's more than one way to receive healing. And so we have to understand that in Mark 16, 15, Jesus, this is the, the Great Commission. Uh, you can turn there. You can look at that. Uh, but that's one way. Um, it talks about believers uh, going out. It says that believers can lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. That's in Mark 16, 15 through 17. That believers can cast out devils. That if they eat any deadly thing, it won't hurt them. And I always use that if I forget to bless my meal. That even if I eat something deadly, it won't hurt me. Amen. So we're divinely protected. And so really one way to receive healing is to get prayed for. Amen. That's that's new, Pastor. In other words, if you need healing, you might want to come down at the end of the service and let me lay hands on you. It's called the doctrine of laying of hands or teaching laying of hands. It's also mentioned in the book of Hebrews in elementary teachings of the of the Christian faith is in Hebrews chapter six. And in the elementary teaching, it talks about baptisms, water baptism, being baptized in Christ and baptism in the Holy Spirit, but also talks about laying of hands which means that is a way that we can, uh, you know, pray for the sick. You lay hands on the sick and the power of God moves through the person praying and heals you. Amen. Another way that you could receive healing um, is through just the word of God. 
The word of God is powerful. Hebrews chapter 4, um, verse 12, it says, The word of God is more sharper and more powerful than any two-edged sword. And dividing soul and spirit, marrow and bone, judging the very intents of the heart. So, so the, the word of God, Jesus said it this way in John 6, 63, that he said, My words are spirit and they are life. To those, you know, to, to those who receive them. So, so God's word, the Bible is not just a history book. And it, and it does have history in it. And it's not just a book of knowledge. And it's a, it's a book that will give us knowledge. But it's a spiritual book. And God's word is spiritual. And so, you know, God has breathed his life into his word. And so we have to understand this, that the word of God can heal us. Amen. You can be sitting under the anointing word of God this morning and just under the word of God, you can receive a healing. Amen. You can receive a deliverance yes. under the word of God. Amen. Amen. Uh, I remember one time that I was dealing with some fear in my life. This was when I first became a Christian and um, I just, I swallowed some, you know, a lie from the devil and uh, and so I was dealing with fear, and it was a spirit of fear. You know, the Bible talks about that there's a spirit of fear. Um, he, actually, Paul mentioned it uh, about, you know, to Timothy in, in the book of Timothy. Um, he said that, you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. So fear can be a spirit. And so, you know, if we're afraid or if we're in fear, there could be a spirit behind that. And I remember that I was in a service one night and I was dealing with fear. And the pastor was preaching a message. It wasn't even a message on overcoming fear. It was just a message of the word of God. And all of a sudden that fear left me in the service. I mean, it just kind of just left me and I had total peace. It's amazing what the word of God will do. It will bring peace to the weary soul. Amen. It will strengthen us. And so it talks about that. So even in Proverbs 4, verse 20, it talks about that the word of God will, give, will bring health to your body. So it will bring healing to your body. So, so the word of God can bring healing to you. Amen. Um, you know, you can also receive healing just through the gifts of the spirit in operation in a church. God could give me a word of knowledge and I could call that, you know, word of knowledge would be something about your particular situation where you may not... You know, you may be dealing with a sickness and I may call it out. Somebody has a bad leg and or a hurt knee and uh, and God wants to heal you today. So so are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So so God can give you a, a are you hearing what I'm saying? God can give you a word and uh, the preacher a word. That's why it's important to be in church. Amen. Because you may you may miss something if you're not in church. Amen. And so, so there's many ways of, 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 of getting healed. You know, I think even the Bible said that Peter, when he was walking in the power of God, they were putting pe sick people down by him while he walked. It talked about his shadow falling on them would heal them. Amen. So, there, you know, uh, you can, uh, Paul had handkerchiefs or cloths and the anointing is tangible. The, the, the power of God is, is tangible and it can be, you know, um, it can be resident in, in uh, uh, clothes or a cloth. And, and, and in the Bible, it talks about that the anointing uh, that Paul walked in, he walked in a healing anointing. And that these handkerchiefs were full of the power of God. And, 
and they were taking some of these handkerchiefs and, uh, that, that Paul had, and he, I guess he prayed over and, and put it on sick people, and they started getting healed. So there's power of God that can be resident. Thank you for that, two amens. Um, <laughs> amen. I'm telling you, the devil hates me talking about healing. Amen. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> but you know, I'm telling you, it's awesome. We can walk in divine health. You don't have to be sick. Amen. You can be healed. Amen. You can be walking in prosperity, walking in the blessings of God. And then there's another way of, of healing. And, uh, you know, I've never really, I, I, I've never taught on this. This is the first time I'm teaching on this, is that there's healing at the communion table. Now, I do minister it when we take communion, and I kind of lightly go over it. But uh, there's healing at the communion table. Amen. You know, there's actually, you know, there's a blessing. You know, the Apostle Paul uh, calls the communion table a blessing, the, the blessed table, amen? Or the, the Lord's Supper, as we may put it, amen? And so there's a blessing at the Lord's Supper. And, and so uh, let's, let's uh, look at a scripture here in, um, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And we're going to read this. This is the Apostle Paul. And, you know, the Apostle Paul wrote letters to churches and God gave him supernatural wisdom, divine understandings of things of the Spirit. And he would write to churches and, he would, and, and it, the epistles are letters written to the church. That's why it's important. If you want to know what to read in your Bible, you know, study the letters written to the church. That's, it teaches us how to live like Christians. Amen? Don't spend all your time in the Old Testament or you could get legalistic. Amen. You could, you, you're, you could get real legalistic. Put some time in the New Testament. Put some time, yes, in the Gospels, that's good. But put some time, spending some time in reading the letters written to the church. Amen. And, uh, and Paul, you know, dealt with churches that were dealing with, with situations, you know, and he had to bring correction to some churches. And, you know, not all of us walk perfectly in the Lord. Amen. And some of us can miss it. Not any of you pious people, though. You guys are perfect out here. But, uh, you know, but we all can miss it, right? It, it, we, it's not, you know, we can be imperfect. And, but God is perfect. And so Apostle Paul, you know, wrote to the Corinthian church in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We're going to start in verse 23. But even before that, uh, people were coming in. And normally when they met together, a lot of times they took communion. And it, it's an ordinance of the church is communion. In other words, uh, Jesus actually instituted uh, the communion and he did that the, the night that he was betrayed. And so he did that. And we're going to read about that. But, but the early church, they practiced communion a lot when they came together in a church service. It was like as often as they could, uh, they practiced communion. And really, we're going to talk about, you know, the important, you know, three key important points on communion this morning, and, uh, you know, uh, Paul was instructing them, and when they were coming in, if you read a little back before where we're going at, they were coming in, and they were not really taking communion in the right way. They were coming in, and they, they were in um, divisions, and they were in, you know, they, they had, you know, um, they weren't walking in love, and they were doing things that weren't right. Some of them were coming in, taking communion early. Some they weren't doing it at the same time. They weren't doing it in unity. And, 
And then some of them, you know, would eat first and then other people would come in. And it was just kind of chaotic and, uh, and they weren't, you know, doing some things that they need to do. And I'm going to say the community table can be a blessing, but on the, other, on the other side, it can be the judgment table as well. And we need to be very careful because how many people want to be judged out here? Amen. We, no, the, you know, we don't want to be judged by God. We're not looking for judgment. We're look, how many people are looking for mercy? Amen. Well, we got half of you. The other half is looking for judgment. But <laughs> and uh, so really, but judgment is not a bad thing if we respond to judgment right. And so let's look at 1 Corinthians 11. It says, for I received from the Lord. This is the Apostle Paul. That which I have delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after the supper, saying, this is uh, the new covenant of my blood. This cup is the new covenant of my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat the bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Amen. So, you know, the main key about communion is uh, a couple keys here. One, that we want to focus back on Jesus going to the cross. We want to focus back on what Jesus did at the cross. And I'm going to say this. It's easy when we're believers and we're going through turmoil and we're going through problems. It's easy for us to focus on ourselves. But God wants us focusing on him. It's easy, you know, uh, you know, it's easy when we're sick or the enemy's trying to put sickness on us. It's easy to focus our eyes on us and our sickness. But, but God wants us focusing on the sun. Amen. Amen. And so we really need to focus on that. So the, so the tactic of the enemy, the tactic of the devil is really to get us focused on ourselves. Amen. But what we need to do is get focused on Jesus. You're going to be a happier Christian if you're more focused on Jesus, bless, you know, pleasing Jesus. And if you're more focused on blessing others than being more focused on yourself. And unfortunately, when we get sick, we get selfish. We're more focused on ourselves. And then people come and they focus on us and we can become more selfish in our sickness. Amen. Amen. But, you know, what we need to do is we need to be more focused on Christ, you know, oh, there's another way to get healed. You want me to tell you another way? You, you want another way to get healed? No, I'll save that next week. No. Uh, James actually said that, that um, in the book of James, it says that oil can be, a, you know, if there's any sick among you, this is in James chapter 5, verse 14, starting 14. He says, if there's any sick among you, let them call upon the elders of the church, and the elders would be the preachers, and let the elders anoint them with oil. So you can be anointed with oil. And it says the prayer of faith will heal the sick. And if they've committed any sins, um, they'll be forgiven of them. So, so, uh, so forgiveness and healing always goes hand in hand with God. Amen. Thank you for that. Yes. Amen. So, so healing and forgiveness always goes hand. So, so if you call upon the elders of the, or, or if you're sick, call, call the pastor. Amen. And, you know, I'll pray for you. You know, sometimes... I've had people call me on the phone and I actually prayed for them over the phone and the power of God went right through that phone and hit them. 
And they say, Woo, glory to God, Pastor, I feel better. Amen. I'm just a phone call away, but I can't invite the pastor over. My house is a mess. Then give me a call. <laughs> Amen. Call me. Amen. And the power of God can go right through that phone system. You know, there's no time or distance in the realm of the spirit. And so that's another way of getting healed. But also, there's another way, you know, that, the oil. But there's another way is that if you, if you pray for people for healing, then you can get healed too. Amen. What, Pastor? What do you mean if I pray? I'm telling you, whatsoever a man sows, so shall he reap. Yes. If you sow praying for healing, you're going to reap some healing. Amen. Amen. So find somebody that's sick and pray for them. Amen. Just find somebody and pray for them and look for opportunities to pray for people. Especially, that's the best way to walk in health and healing. Pray for them. Lay hands. You know, you know the pastor is not the only one that, 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 that is commissioned to lay hands on the sick. The Bible says believers. Mark 16, 15. Back to Mark 16. Believers can lay hands on the sick. That's all you. How many believers we have out here? Amen. So you guys, you guys are commissioned too. I deputize every one of you. Amen. Now you've already been deputized to pray for the sick. Amen. Hopefully you're doing that. You can also lay hands on yourself. Amen. Praise God. That's if you have nobody around and you're in solitude and you can't get to anybody. Just put your hands on yourself and pray for yourself. Amen. So we're looking at this and we're, we're talking about, you know, healing at the communion table. And we see here, let's just kind of back up and read this again. It's, it talks about Jesus instituting, you know, the, 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 the Lord's Supper. And um, it, it, let's just read this. It says, For I received the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat of this uh, is my body which is broken for you. Now, I'm going to say this. This is such an, a great illustration of healing. And uh, because, you know, notice the bread being broken. And really, Jesus' body was broken. We, we focus a lot on communion about the blood, and we're going to talk about the blood a little bit. But we don't, we don't always focus on Jesus' body. And Jesus' body was broken. So that why? Why was Jesus' body broken? So, so our body could be made whole. Amen. Amen. So, so really, so, so Jesus' body is likened to bread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Did he not say that? Yes. Jesus says, you know, I, as man, I fell down from heaven to feed the Israelites. So am I. I am the bread. Of life. I came down from heaven to feed you. Yes. So Jesus is the bread of life. Amen. Glory to God. And we got to look at this, that, that, um, there's healing in, in, in Jesus. There's healing. And some people say, well, you know, does God, is it God's will to heal everybody? I believe it is. Amen. I believe it is. And I can prove that out in some scriptures. But, you know, God is so good. So we're talking about healing this morning. And we're talking about the, re the bread represents the body. Let's look at uh, this uh, scripture right here. It's in Matthew 15, 21 through 28. And this is Jesus actually delivering a lady's daughter. And you may have read this before. I may have hit on it before. But this is a good one on healing. 
This says here that Jesus went out from there and departed to a region of Tyre. This is Matthew 15, verse 21. We're starting. Have you found it? I know I tend to go fast. You guys are... Uh, amen. They might be putting it up on the screen. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him. Underline that. Listen, what we need to be seeing, don't be so focused on seeking your healing. Don't be so focused on seeking the hand. Be focused on seeking him. This might be good for some of us. Because a lot of us, we're in desperate need of healing, but we're seeking the healing, but seek the healer. In other words, get, in, get a place in you where, God, I love you. I worship you. She, it, the Bible says that she worshiped him. First, she came for healing, you know, you know, but she worshiped him. Amen. And we need to be more focused on seeking him. Back to him again. All right. And he is the only thing that's going. Amen. And so it says here, uh, my daughter is severely demon possessed, but he answered her not a word. And her disciples came urging him, saying, send her away, for she cries after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to little dogs. Well, you think that she, he, was being, he was being a little strong, wasn't he? But, you know, this is interesting. Underline that, that uh, to take the children's bread. The children's bread. What is the children's bread, you may ask? Healing and deliverance. In other words, are you children of the Most High God? Amen. Amen. Are you a child of the Most High God? Amen. Then, then you, that you deserve, you know, I mean, it is a blessing from God it is part of the package of what Jesus paid for on the cross is our healing. So, 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 you know, when as children, if you were hungry, all you had to say, mom and dad, can I get a sandwich? And they normally say, yeah, go ahead. You know, or if you get old enough, you can make it yourself. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. I mean, I, I still carry food to Christina. She's five going on six. She said, can you go give me this? And I, I heard mom say, you can get it up and get it yourself. Amen. Sometimes we just need to get up and get it ourselves. Amen. And so here he's saying here that um, that uh, not throw the bread to the dogs. And he's saying here that it's not good to take the children's bread. So the children's bread is a representation of healing. Amen. And that there's healing in the bread or in the body of Jesus Christ. Then Jesus answered and said to her, oh, woman, uh, Oh, oh, let me back it up. I guess I missed a part here. But he answered, said, it's not going to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And, and she said, yes, Lord, yes, even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. You know, this is important key, too. And I'm not here to give a whole summary or uh, to, to dissect this. But it's interesting here that she did not get offended. And one thing we don't want to do 
is get offended. With God or with people. And, you know, she remained neutral. She remained humble. She did not get offended. She just found a way. She just, okay, uh, uh, even, even the dogs eat from the crumbs of the table. And, you know, Jesus was like, man, this girl, you know, Jesus is not a respecter of persons, but he does respect faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? He's, he, he respects our faith. And our faith can take us far, amen? And he says, oh, woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as, as you desire. And her daughter was healed that very hour. Amen. So you, you, talk, you think about, it, well, is it Je well, it is Jesus' will. It's God's will to heal everyone. And every person in the New Testament that sought out Jesus for a healing or deliverance got it. There was never a time where Jesus said, well, uh, the father's having a bad day today. And um, I'm sorry, you can't receive any healing today. Uh, he's having a real bad day. He has a, he has a headache day, you know. No, you're not going to, you know, the father's always there for us. Amen. He's not, he's not going to eliminate you from, your, from you receiving healing. Amen. And so we see that. And so we have to focus Again, if you're going to walk in divine health, if you're going to walk in healing, we have to focus back on Jesus. In other words, we have to focus back. You know, Jesus is the Word made flesh. We have to focus on the Word of God as well. We, we focus on Him, amen? And we have to focus on the finished work of the cross, what Jesus did. And so really, when you focus back on Jesus, you can't, um, you can't focus back on him without looking at some scriptures pertaining to what Jesus went through for our healing. Amen. So Isaiah 53, 4 through 5. This is really good. And this is Isaiah and this is prophetic. And he's writing about Jesus and about what Jesus has done for us. And it says here in verse 4, reading down, Surely he, talking about Jesus, has borne our griefs. That griefs can be translated sicknesses, amen. And it really, it is translated sicknesses. And carry our sorrows, he carried our pains, amen. So Jesus uh, borne our sicknesses and carried our pains in his body. And so if he bore them in his body, then why do we have to bear them? That's a good question. I mean... If Jesus bore them in the body, you know, when, when you look down and you look at uh, Paul uh, revealing the truth about these scriptures, he talks about that many people are sick. I didn't hit on that. And, and they die prematurely because they're not discerning the body. And I believe that that's a twofold meaning. They're not discerning Jesus, that he's our healer. You know, some people don't believe that Jesus is our healer for today. They believe, well, when we get to heaven, then we'll be healed. You don't need to be healed when you get to heaven. Amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You need to be healed now. Amen. Healing is the children's bread now. People sought Jesus to be healed, not in the, in the you know, by and by, and, and when you get to heaven. No, now. And, and so you get people, you get preachers sometimes, and it's, it's just false doctrine false teaching that teaches that, you know, that God doesn't heal anymore and went out with the apostles. But, you know, he does.
And so uh, here it talks about discerning the body of believers and we need to discern the body. I'll, I'll go back to that scripture. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located at 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.